Welcome to Mueller Time, and tonight is our one-year anniversary. Woohoo! So, Mel, I just want to, well, I mean, just in general, uh, I want to thank all the listeners, you, Mel, Chris, Izzy, um, Jeremy, Keith, everybody who has come on this show. Uh, I never really wanted this thing to be like a, like a, like a solo project, you know, like the Joe Perry project or something. I was thinking more Aerosmith, but anyway, it is, it, it that is too much. It's been, uh, look, some weeks we've known it's coming in other weeks. It was, what I'm trying to say is this podcasting thing is interesting. It is interesting. And I like it. Yeah. This no. is a lot of fun. Well, you've been doing a hell of a job. <laughs> I've been doing a job. <laughs> I don't know. No, I get, Barney. Uh, we also hit a hundred thousand downloads. Uh, the same, Woo-hoo! yeah, hundred thousand. That's good stuff. So yeah, man. Uh, this is Mueller time. What can, <laughs> what, what happened this week? Well, Everything happened this week. All right, Mel. Oh, I want to thank our patrons, of course, as always, the people who help us keep this show going. And if you dig the show, it's at mullertime.com backslash Patreon. And one more thank you. Um, I want to thank our friends at the Reddit forum Russia Lago, which is the number one like. Muller related, you wow. know, because they, I put the call out for guests and people and they, uh-huh. um, they helped me out a lot. They responded. So oh, they, wow. they said, give us a plug, please. Okay. Plug given. Plug given. So, wow. Mel, how do you feel in your uh, first week of your national emergency? I'm scared. Yeah. I am. I'm scared. The president's called a national emergency. So something is going down. Now, when you were out today amongst the palm trees and what did you do today, actually, Mel? I just went and picked up my uh, car from Pep Boys. They did an oil change and uh, brakes. Yay, that, Pep Boys. You heard it right here, folks. The national emergency is real. It is real. And I walked outside, went to the store, got groceries, gas, came home, turned on TV. We are under attack. We don't, nothing stops us from going to Pet Boys. Okay? <laughs> nothing stops us. Ooh, that should be an ad, Mel. <laughs> nothing stops us from going to Pet Boys. Should Not just, even a national emergency. I'm going to totally cut that part out and walk it down the street, <laughs> even though that advertising isn't done out of the, the local facility. Right. Yeah, no. National emergency. Come on, we all know this is a joke. Let's, let's, did you see the press conference? I know you don't like watching them. So, okay. I didn't watch them. I just, what I put, I put the call out on the Mueller time page and I said, look, no matter, we all feel the same way, Mel, none of us, we're all the same, but if you didn't see that, look, I straight up watched it twice, I'm not going to lie to you. Wow. One, the second time with the large pizza. <laughs> Dude, that is some of, the, as, as bad as this all is, that is some of the best. Best TV ever, huh? I mean, it, it was in a class by itself. That's fantastic. I know you saw the highlight, right? I did see the you highlight. Saw, you saw the thing where he did the song? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. I watched all that one, what, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even have anything to do because, I mean. <laughs> they didn't have there? anything to talk about because it's like it's so much. He is the sketch. <laughs> you know? I mean, he is a constant sketch. Everything he does. This is making great, great TV. He's great TV. So he comes out, for, just some, for some of you guys didn't see, he comes out, first of all, the guy looks like half dead. I mean, like, really. I mean, he's slumped over. Right. You know, I don't know why, because he doesn't work. <laughs> well, you know, he's working now. So it's like everyone... Giving a speech. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like everyone knows what he's there for, uh-huh. but he spent the first 20 minutes just talking about other stuff. So right. it's like the anticip. He was talking about China. 
mm-hmm. just all over the place. And everyone knew that it was for the national emergency. Right. So everyone's just sitting there like, it's like a movie preview. <laughs> Fools are like, where are you going to, where's the movie start? Right. The trailer. <laughs> he's the, <laughs> I got he's, Mel. He's so TV. He does trailers now. <laughs> this is like when I got Mel so bad at the beginning of last week with that. Yeah. You got me pretty good, but wow. So yeah, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to reiterate that later. Cause that was so hilarious. But so yeah, the tri- it's like in a world where, and everyone's just sitting there. So finally he's like, and we're declaring a national emergency. And everyone's like, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. And then there's always this moment in a speech where it just goes off the rails, man. Always. And he's that, always off the rails. And he just, it's like something, a switch is flipped. The crazy switch. <laughs> no, he's crazy all the time. There's no switch. Like you say, it's Trump. Mm-hmm. The more and more that I've been reading and uh, looking into this, Mm-hmm. I see why people have just been like bailing. Apparently, it's just a complete shit show there. Well, just such a complete shit show that people are scared. They don't know what to do. People are just running around, quitting left and right. We've all had crazy, like, ever, ever's had like a crazy job, mm-hmm. you know, work with crazy people. Can you imagine work, working, or even worse, voluntarily taking a job here? Right. No, that's insane. That's the thing. Because most people, you knew what this was going to be from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Like they all knew. Look, they tried to invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, they should have. Look, did you right before you came in? M- McCabe did a sixty minutes interview. Mm-hmm. Did you get? I don't know if you got a chance to yeah, check. Yeah, I out. got to check that out. That was amazing. <laughs> and but now you got to realize McCabe he was trying to sell a book also. Well. And I pre-ordered the book, so I guess it worked. <laughs> but no, see, here's the thing: he did his job. There's so many players involved in this that I forgot about McCabe. Because right. I did, I legit forgot about him. I did too. And all oh. of a sudden, they're back with the book. Back with a book. But I got to say, he's a very compelling. To to me, he seems like an honest person. I, I mean, he's honest, but you know, things are slightly slanted in order to uh, sell the book. Well, you're look. Everyone tells the story. The way they see it. Right. Everyone tells the story the way they see it. Mm -hmm. And embellish it a little bit just to make it sell. What I found, well, I don't know. What did you find most interesting about the 60 Minutes Andrew McCabe interview? Uh, That, yeah, they were going to invoke the 25th Amendment. They were going to do, what is that called? A a coup. Oh, well, that's that's what Trump would call it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's in our Constitution, but he he would consider it, yes. That's... This is sort of ammunition for them, not that it matters. Right. Because you have to tell the truth about what happened. Well, we'll see what happens. What I took away most from that, which was the most interesting, other than that, Rod Rosenstein legit wanted to wear a wire, which is Oh my un- God, right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's like the actual wire up in there. Yeah, literally. From Baltimore to DC White House. I saw the theme music coming in, you know, mm-hmm. way down in the hole. <laughs> down in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a wire. Yeah. At Wearing one point. A wire, dude. I wanted to do a wire podcast and then I saw that, I mean, basically I don't have, I can barely handle one show, but I, I really wanted to do a show that explores one episode per, like one podcast episode would be one wire episode. Okay. And we would just go through it. In fact, that may be after Muller time is over in 38 years. Maybe we'll get <laughs> maybe we'll get into that wire. Because what's going to happen? We're going to do Mueller time after the investigation. There's going to be the book. And I told you I'm franchising it. Mueller time, Belgium, Mueller, everybody. We doing we're going to do this all over the world. I did a you know we got the Mueller time uh, 
Congo. I mean, I'm, Congo. I'm, just, I'm selling out everywhere. You're yeah. going to do it everywhere. <laughs> Australia. Australia worldwide. Yeah, but we don't know anything about it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Muller time. Uh, just call it Muller time. I lost my train of thought there. Um, oh, so what I took away from McKay from that interview also was how fascinating their state of mind was. Just, right. Can you imagine? Like the, it sounded like basically they were going crazy. And I, don't, by the way, I'm not. That's not a criticism. No, 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 no. That's I took that into I took that in consideration. Also, I thought, wow, um, they don't know what's going on. They got the Russians got their guy as the president. I found myself thinking about like everyone thinks about when you're going like a job that you don't like or or you're you're under a lot of pressure, and that's that's a very that's a terrible thing to be under pressure anywhere, especially at work. And now, <laughs> multiply that times in unprecedented. Because you got to. 300 million people to worry about. Exactly. That's exactly right. And and on top of that, you've never, there's no rule book. These are people who are used to playing by, like they follow McCabe. I mean, you look at him, he's not exactly like, he's not a rock singer. You know what I mean? Right. He's play by the rules. Play by the rules type of guy. So what do you, I mean, I'm asking you or and the listener, what do you do when there is no playbook? There's got to be a playbook for that. I mean, I, I the guess, Constitution had checks and balances. Well, you know, you're right. Maybe the maybe the Constitution is the playbook. Right. Or you look to when you're looking for historical examples, maybe some other country. I I I can't think of off the top of my head. I'm trying to think right now. Has any other country had a president installed like a, like a secret by a foreign country? I mean, a lot of we've toppled governments. We've done our share. Other other presidents. Yeah, have we do that all the time. But. This is like straight up like the Manchurian candidate, secret <laughs> candidate. Right. Yeah, but um, we do that all the time as well. Well, now you sound like now the Russians. <laughs> Remember you used to do it? <laughs> <laughs> but now the Russians are in it. So, and I'm, so on Friday, you know, after work, I ordered this DiGiorno pizza. And mm-hmm. I'm like, because I've been watching the press conference all day, but I finally had time. I'm like, okay, I got got the weekend off. So I kicked back, man. I was rolling. <laughs> you know there's something wrong with you, by the way, when you choose to stay in and watch the Donald Trump press conference instead of just going out. Oh, he's totally entertaining. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's just sad for me to watch him and see how completely dumb he is and, yeah. and just start speaking. I'm like, how did this guy make it? Well, a white man, right? Mm, white I mean, privilege. Yeah. Ta-Nehisi Coates called him the first white president in that in that piece It was because that's what it was. He's just... That's why he's there. Right. Because he was white. White and privileged. I mean, I'm serious though. They need to do the criterion collection for that press conference with a with a commentary. <laughs> like a Tom Cruise strict commentary <laughs> with the excerpts. Everything. And then oh, the only thing I want to say about that press conference. <laughs> uh the reporters asking questions. Uh-huh. They actually did it. I mean, they had a cost of that. You saw it. Right. They did a good job. Mm-hmm. And he got pissed. Like <laughs> The man is crazy. The man's insane. He's uh, I, I don't even need to watch to know that anymore. Yeah. Just yeah. everything he does. You could tell me anything. You could say he took off his shoe and threw it. I'd be like, yeah, of course he did. He's he's crazy. You're he's, like, he, he pulled out his ass. He he actually pulled out his ass and showed it to the whole crowd. He's down at your folks' house right now. Over there in, right. in the South Bay. Exactly. See, it would not surprise me. I also want to say on the Mueller time... Uh, Our brother's cooking beans, by the way. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, red okay. beans. Red okay. beans and rice. So if they show up, oh, they're hungry. This reminds me of the Chitlin's conversation <laughs> we had. Where I learned, we did have a Chitlin's conversation. 
where the Muller Time listeners were treated to a conversation about um, me learning about chitlins. Exactly. That's going on the best of for sure. <laughs> uh, I did an interview, which is up on the Muller Time YouTube page and Facebook with uh, Facebook's number one. It's sort of like the onion, but they goof on Trump supporters and, and fake news. Right. It's called America's Last Line of Defense. They've been profiled in the Washington Post, BBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did an interview with their co-founder. If you guys get a chance to go on the page, it actually was a lot of fun. This dude is a real cool dude. That's nice. Dude, I've gone through and just read the replies from other just Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. And they clearly have a view, but it's twisted. And I'm like, who's giving them this view? Because they all have the same view. And it's like almost truth. When you say replies, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Well, you know, like if you read uh, Trump did something stupid and then you go down to the comments and then you read all the other comments of all the Trump supporters and stuff. Now, I do understand a lot of them are just bots. And I find that funny because I do find a lot of uh, black Trump supporters in the comment section. Because you were on Blacktivist. Because <laughs> I'm a Blacktivist. So they shut you down. So I did find that real funny, though, that there's a lot of black Trump bots. Well, it's I I didn't get a chance to read it. It's on my list of 8 billion articles about the, the Daily Beast just had an article on mm-hmm. black Trump bots. Literally what you just said. <laughs> so I will read that, and I'm, you and I will read it. And we'll, yeah, and we'll talk about that again, because it's true. It's a thing. Did you know that um, Russia, I'm sure you know this already, I what I read was that they've been exploiting American that, racial divisions since like the 30s. Wow. They, no, I did not know that. Apparently, they, I swear to God, they used to drop like leaflets or some shit during the war. What? Yep. Like, like the white man doesn't care about you. Like Deep. Yeah, I mean, all the stuff that basically was, oh, was true. Hey, you yeah. know what? What's that it? makes sense now. See? There was a lot of brothers back in the day that were like, oh, I'm going to Russia. I, I didn't know that, but that makes absolute oh sense. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of folks. A lot of folks went to Russia. It was perfect. Uh, if you're talking about soldiers, too, I mean, you fight. They were treated like like uh, royalty in Europe, and then they came back here. It was like mm-hmm. just more racism. Right. Well, they well they hit them on the socialist tip. Yeah. Because, right. you know, for sure, you know, what's happening over here is not working. Yeah. So if it's not working for you and someone else is screaming, hey, we got socialism, we care about everybody, we don't care what your color is, and that's where they go. So this has been in the playbook for a while. Now they just found, it's just, they modernized it with computers. Right, and it, got new black bots. What happens to all the black folks that go over there to Russia? I, th- look, I have, um, I've got friends who've worked there as journalists and um I lived in Eastern Europe for a time, and that is, I mean, I can say this unequivocally, that is not a good place to go unless you're a white person. I mean, I hate to say that, but... I don't know. I'm quite sure there's some very good uh, black authors that went to Russia. Oh, I don't doubt for I don't doubt that for a second. And maybe if you're established, you have a good life, but I mean, my buddy went over there and did a bunch of stories on um, sort of... Uh, Blacks in Russia. <laughs> No, that that would be a good. It, it was more like that would be interesting. It was on various criminal gangs, and long story short, he profiled uh, n- not a black guy, but he was Indian. Okay, the place is straight up dangerous. Like there's there's entire gangs of white supremacists that operate. But it's like that here too. Well, I guess that's 
that would be the the opposing side. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, do they have health care? I don't know what their health care is. I assume they have some kind of national health care. Mm. Yeah, brother got a roof over his head. That on probably yeah. Police shooting at him. Yeah, for sure. Oh, they are. Oh yeah. Oh well, it's just like here, but he's got a roof. He got health care. Probably got a job. I don't know. Maybe. I saw some crazy stuff when Probably I was Probably got some tennis wife. Don't get me wrong. This this country has its flaws, but I mean. Yeah, I know. It's Russia. I'm it's, just saying. Yeah. But no, that's that's the. All I'm saying. The other side of it. If you're black, you know. Well, how about we, this is what we're going to do. The mother time <laughs> listeners are going to buy a plane ticket. We're going to give you a year. In Russia. And then we're going to see if you come back. <laughs> <laughs> see if I come back. I'll go there and be like, well, it's fucking cold <laughs> and come right back. I'm not living anywhere cold. Well, the thing over there, what I will say when I live there and what's different about this country and again, totally acknowledging this country's flaws is that they look at their definition of like a citizen is so different than here. Like we, we, you and I are, we're American. Neither one of us is more American than the other one. But over there, man, like Mm. they, they think of things as so different. Like just, just as an example, when I was in class over there, when I lived in the Czech Republic, and they're like, they were talking about Kafka, the quintessential mm-hmm. Czech writer. I mean, that's to the whole world. Right. And the teacher goes, well, someone said that, like, he is the biggest Czech writer. And she goes, she's like, well, not really, because he spoke German and he was a Jew. Wow. And we were like, what? And like, <laughs> she was just, it's just like rolled off her tongue. And right. Like, so he's not really Czech, because, you know, he spoke German, he was a Jew, so he's not really Czech. I'm like, hold up. Like he, what are you talking about? He's Czech. Nah, that's how they, that's, that's how, how they, they look do at things. Over, yeah. Yeah. That's how they do over there. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. I've had this conversation with people in the past. Totally. And that's what made me realize one of the great things about America is that no matter who you are, you come here, you're that American. Right. Now I'm acknowledging, of course, the flaws. No, we have a bunch of flaws, but I'm in LA. I was just watching, <laughs> and before you came in, I was watching that Rick Ross documentary on Netflix, which is just awesome. Oh, I should have watched that. I didn't. Oh, you're going to, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't that care was, that much about Rick Ross. Don't care I'm, that much about hip hop. I mean, I listen no, to no, the music. No, I mean, I mean the free, Freeway Rick Ross. I'm sorry. The, uh, oh, the, 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 the drug original, dealer. Yeah, oh, the drug my bad. dealer. Huh. Yeah. No, no, I don't know anything about Rick Ross. All right, <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Because Netflix has everything on. Dude, I was on Netflix this weekend because I was sick. I'm not sick anymore. I had food poisoning situation. Okay. Not like the flu or anything. And I was on Netflix. And let me tell you, they have everything. Yeah. You'll just flip through there until you find something you like. Um, so <laughs> they, They'll have it. So, so uh, Paul Manafort is going to be uh, <laughs> back to Mueller time. <laughs> uh, and speaking of uh, a white man, never, never seeing the light of day again. Uh, you think so? I believe that, according to the news we got, of course, that Mr. Manafort, Mr. Mueller, didn't basically. Paul Manafort is going to receive between twenty and twenty-five years just on the bank fraud charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wrote what is believed to be the most scathing sort of pre-sentencing memo, like I saw lawyers talking about it, they said that there's no redeeming factor for Paul Manafort's life, which some federal attorneys said they've never seen that before. You know, they call it mitigating. Right. They, nothing. They said there's nothing good about this guy. He was rich. He didn't do it for to help his family. He, I mean, they just, they went off. 
Right. Obviously the lying. Right. So to your point, Mel, Paul Manafort, unless he's angling for a pardon. He is. Absolutely. The question remains, yes, why? Because his buddy Gates took the deal. Gates Mm -hmm. took the deal. And all these articles that are coming out about Manafort are from Gates, the stuff that Gates gave them. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, the question is why wouldn't he take the deal? Look at Manafort. He's just a knucklehead. Him, his wife. Wait, what's wrong with his wife? Anne. His, his, uh, yeah, dude. No, tell me. I don't, I don't really know much about his wife. No, no, his wife, uh, his wife, Kathy. And he, oh, his, and his daughter. He has a Hollywood daughter. I, did you know that? I read a little bit about his family, but not much. Yeah, Jess. Jess Manafort is a Hollywood director. She did like three movies. Yeah. Well, good movies. I mean, decent oh, really? movies. Yeah. I mean, you know, interesting, good stuff. Do you happen to know what they are? I'm just, I'm just curious. Um, one is uh, "Remember the Days." Oh, that, I think that was back in early 2000. Um, another one was a short thing. I read an article where his family, his mm. daughters, were talking to each other. Oh, and the third, I think, is Rosie. Oh, okay, that just came out last and year. The daughter, one daughter, told the other, "You know where Dad's money comes from." He's a crook. Like basically, she right. straight up said that. These were these were communications that were, um, I think, were either intercepted or somebody leaked them. Yeah, that was uh, what from his uh, daughter Andrea. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So it seems the key thing right now. And let me know if you saw this. They're focusing on specifically what was in the news last week was a meeting that took place at this cigar room. That this came up in court, and okay. Andrew Andrew Weissman, who's the one of the top guys for Mueller, said, he flat out said, some people think by accident that this is the heart of what we're, this investigation is. I don't know if he meant to say that, but of course everybody now, you know, you're going to hone in on that. Right. They want to know what happened between a meeting with, where Manafort, Gates, and Kalimnik okay. arrived separately at this cigar room in a building owned by Jared Kushner, I okay. swear to God. Uh-huh. And met they exchanged some documents and they left separately okay so the prevailing i mean talk about like a movie <laughs> the, and then right after that meeting constantine kalimnik got on mm-hmm. a plane at Newark, new jersey and never the came midget. back the midget the, the midget never came back right what did they exchange at that meeting it was the money prevail- emails it was some kind of document the it could be emails but the prevailing theory is that it was polling data Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Remember? Right. Trump data. It was the Trump polling data. Because that's what Manafort does. He's an expert in polling mm-hmm. and, and flipping elections in all kinds of shady countries. Right. Or, you know, country, not shady countries, but with shady people. Right. So that, I mean, that's the collusion right there. If they were exchanging polling data, which what else could it be? Right. No, we already got them on that, though. Well... And now yes and we no. got Roger Stone with WikiLeaks. Correct. Uh, also during the week, we knew that Roger Stone communicated with Guccifer 2.0, who's a, who's a Russian intelligence front. And we knew that he had, one time he had exchanged a message with WikiLeaks where they told him to stop yapping. <laughs> but, but now we know, yeah, I know, I was, it was funny. Now we know that from the intercepted communications, we know that Roger Stone and WikiLeaks have all kinds of communications. Right. 
The official position of the United States government is that WikiLeaks is a hostile foreign, uh, a hostile non-state. So now, again, that's collusion again. Mm-hmm. With the foreign hostile non-state. Right. And everyone knows WikiLeaks is a front for, for Russia. I so, guess. So I guess I, that brings me to the central question again, which is, why the fuck are we still doing this podcast when this is, this <laughs> when, is this, when this motherfucker it, should be in jail already? All these people should have been in jail nine years ago. Look, at no. Trump has to stay in <laughs> office. Trump has to stay in office or else he's going to fucking prison. Let me, so let me tell you, dude, all right. my vision, Kamala Harris is standing there getting sworn in by President Trump, standing behind President Trump is Bob Mueller and the FBI with fucking handcuffs. And as soon as Kamala Harris is sworn in, Trump lowers the Bible, they throw his hands behind his back, handcuff him, whoop, walk him right the fuck out. How about a beating prison. <laughs> I like love a, a beating. Like an old school LA sheriff's <laughs> back alley, drop you off in the wrong neighborhood. I would love all of that. Training day. None of that's gonna happen. He's white and privileged and old. I was going to ask you, what do you think, just for comedy's sake, imagine everyone in the Trump administration but black. How long would this thing have lasted? Like they're Oh, <laughs> that, that's a TV show. I mean, that's on Saturday that's Night black Live Bush. already. Remember no, some? that's on Saturday Night Live, the Trumps, but they're black. Wait, wait, are you, are you kidding me? No, it's a Saturday Night Live skit. That's just, just so everybody knows, even though I am a comedy writer, I'm, I don't really watch SNL. Yeah, no, so, it's been good this year. My bad. So they actually did that, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been doing it for That's hilarious. for a while. Yeah, it's yeah. the Trumps. They're black. It's the best shit ever because it's Trump doing something like, I can't. So uh, the last episode, he's in the car and he's like, well, you know, everyone around you is going to jail. It doesn't matter because I'm Trump. They ain't going to get me. And all of a sudden the cops, oh, I guess they are. <laughs> so everything that Trump does and he Trump says, they ain't going to touch me. The cops just show right up and just take them away. Thank you for, uh, well, hey, see, I've got that mind. It's Although I want to say, to be fair to Dave Chappelle, Black Bush was the. Black Bush was the original. I mean, they kind of, I mean, that was, that's, that was the best. That was pretty Remember? good. The Trump one is, is interesting, but yeah, no, Black Bush was better. You know, Dave Chappelle was, I'm not Dave Chappelle. Um, wait, has Dave Chappelle done Saturday Night Live? Oh, I hosted. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, a couple of times. Okay, but Black Bush, when he has that uranium, they're like, and they ask him a question he can't answer. He's like, and he just throws it at them and runs away. <laughs> I do remember it was that. So good. I do remember that. That was good. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Yeah. So Roger Stone, um, I think we can safely say his his time in the barrel is has arrived and is is coming. Hey, wait, did I receive an alert on my phone about the national emergency? If you did, I didn't get it. I did not. No. Um, okay. Uh, we also, real quick, I just want to say that um, the national debt has now reached um, an unprecedented amount, which I, I sent to you, $22 trillion. Mm-hmm. So the, the the Republicans, all this fiscal stuff was just, it was just bullshit. They don't care about fiscal conservatism. It was never about that. That's what the Tea Party went off on Obama for, for eight years. Right. The debt. Mm-hmm. It was never about that, which we obviously we knew that, but it's good to again just say that. 
to just say it out loud, it was never about, look, if we've come to realize it was never about any of these things that these guys were screaming about. They were screaming about abortions, but yet all of them get abortions. Right. Everything they, everything they hate, they do. The, the, right. The, when I, when I interviewed those guys who run that Facebook satirical page, the article that profiled them in the Washington Post, it kind of, it profiled them and then a woman who follows their page who's a Trump supporter, who doesn't know. And the stuff, the the her feelings about Obama were, it was just so obvious that it was racism and because it's not socially acceptable in most places to say those things, it gets it gets morphed into other things that she said she felt, oh, he's right. arrogant, you know, the usual nonsense. Mm-hmm. So it's that's the same thing with this national debt. It was never about the debt. It was about that President Obama is a black man to state the obvious. So it was never about the fucking debt or any of that. Uh, do I give a golf clap? <laughs> anyway, we all know that, but <laughs> Hey, it's, it's welcome. Well, I mean, this is obviously something you knew for a long time, but it's welcome to it, the club. It's important to put it out there. You know, it is in, important to put it out there into the, uh, and into I appreciate the, that you brought that up and put that out there. Well, when you guys see that interview that I did, it was really interesting with these guys who put out this this great satire all the time. Really good stuff. Uh, next month, no, I don't want to do that, actually. Uh, uh, DHS is disbanding the election fraud committee. I don't have too much on this, but Homeland Security has two committees. Mm-hmm. That The job is to fight election fraud and foreign interference. I know this is going to be a shock to you. <laughs> For some reason, I, I can't figure out why. They've decided we don't need those things anymore. We don't need it. We don't need to investigate interference. <laughs> we don't need to investigate that at all. Pretty amazing, huh? It is amazing. You look like you got something there. <laughs> Ann Coulter. Oh, Ann Coulter. Yes. Ann, Ann Coulter Go came ahead. down on a on this whole wall situation. Yeah. That is, I'm glad you brought that up. That has been a, actually a fascinating, and not just her. I, I mean, she's the best one, but a couple of the people I never thought would criticize them. Are now criticizing them about this wall. It's stupid. I, I, w- I came away from the Ann Coulter thing with, it's not like I like her or anything, but I realized something about her. She's crazy, but not even in how I thought she was. Like Ann Coulter is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Not crazy like Sean Hannity's crazy. Like, I'm on this guy's side. And Coulter is like, I'm crazy for me. Right. And I love it. That's who she is. And apparently, I don't know if you saw this. She's not about Trump. Nope. She's about her. Crazy her. Yeah. Right. She was thinking of herself, like, what Mm -hmm. do I look like in this whole thing? And apparently she had a screaming match with him in the Oval Office. That's what they say. Wow. Right before this. Wow. That was sources. So again. And now they're trying to blame it on Paul Ryan. She went off on Donald Trump. <laughs> Poor little Paul Ryan. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Well, I mean, he's a total piece of shit. He's the worst <laughs> the uh, figure in history that will be just mocked. And But but fuck him. But yeah, she went off on, on him, and now mm-hmm. she's calling him dumb. What else is she calling him? A moron? Moron, all sorts of stuff. I mean, that hurts for him. Yeah. No, it totally hurts. But what does he care I, I I didn't see that coming. I didn't I didn't see even Rush Limbaugh had a criticism or two. I never saw that coming. 
this wall thing is really important to them. I mean, by the way, speaking of morons, these people aren't exactly, you know, <laughs> playing with a full deck. No, I know. This is what I do realize that, you know, we have to accept everybody. And yes. so that also includes the less intelligent. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I would like to deport those people if I could. I know I can't, but <laughs> we can't. We have to. We have to treat everybody with equal respect. So that means less intelligent people get to also hold positions. Well, I mean, unless we, unless we come up with an IQ test, why don't we just put them all in Washington State? <laughs> are we, we Are we going to come up with an IQ test? Let's just please IQ test. Let's just take all the good people out of Washington State. I don't know why I picked that. Okay. Let's take all the good people out, and then that's going to be the place for Trump supporters. It's going to be the one state. Well, Oregon was originally the uh, was originally the supremacist state. Was it really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, Oregon was founded as a white supremacist state. It was supposed to be all just for white folks. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought that was this entire country. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of seem like it was the entire country, but they felt like they were going to get... Oregon. Yeah, so they went to Oregon, which I found was super interesting. I was like, whoa, that's super west. That's like right above us. That's interesting because they they still have, like Portland, I read about, mm-hmm. when they have these protests, they get pretty violent. They have a lot of these these uh, neo-Nazi folks right. there. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a friend that's Middle Eastern that uh, worked in Oregon, huh. and he had, to, uh, he had to buy a firearm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He said it was why boys would follow him on trucks with guns and stuff and scream at him. That's very sad. I, I mean, and that was like 2015. Yeah, 2016. Right. You hear that? You're like, oh, was that like 19, uh, 1960? No, no, 2015, yeah. 2016. And he works for Honda, so wow. he's wearing a suit and a tie. Yeah. Well, that's that's the. Then he doesn't even look Middle Eastern. I just know that he is. That's very sad. Mm-hmm. He looks Hispanic or something. He looks like he could be anything. Yeah. He could be Italian, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to emphasize this again. There's not going to be a fucking wall. No, there's not going to be a wall. There's not going to be a wall. In fact, tomorrow, by the way, actually, generally by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be over, but tomorrow, President's Day, <laughs> that could be old. I don't know. I, I, I don't even like the fact that there is President's Day now. How do you feel about President's Day this year? Because no? now he gets included. He gets included. There's going to be protests, I just want to say, across the uh, country about the national emergency. Uh, Maxine Waters is going to be leading a thing at City Hall, which I'm going to try to go to. Okay. And a a bunch of other people. Wow. And to reference to what you said with Trump, I think the way he's going to be looked at in history is basically like a Benedict Arnold. That's going to be his... Kids will hear his name and laugh. And Will they put his name on high schools? Oh, hell no. No. Absolutely not. Okay. After... They'll put Mueller's name on high school. Yeah, ooh, no. that'd be nice. They shouldn't name high schools after people that are alive. Hmm. They really shouldn't. You don't think so? Mm-mm, because people can mess up. That's, that's interesting. Look, at they have a uh, George Clinton Middle School. What George Clinton do? <laughs> smoke, smoke too much weed? Mm, no, but he had sex with that girl, so now he's seen under a sexual light. I, didn't, I never heard about that. You know, George Clinton, the P funk. No, Bill Clinton. Did oh, Bill, I? S- you said George Clinton. I said George Clinton. Oh no, <laughs> my bad. Everybody, let's take that back. I was like, what can't are, mess up the we funk. All right, let's get back to Mueller here. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta. Bill Clinton. Bill uh, Clinton has a middle school. 
Uh, I posted an article. I'm sure you guys saw the Senate Intelligence Committee has released a report. What? What are you looking at me like? <laughs> I was what? just thinking. Did I really say you George, really did? Yeah, yeah. No, Jesus you hear it when you're. No, no. It's all good. It's all good. That was hilarious. Poor George. Sorry about that, George. No, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the unintentional things end up being the best stuff. Uh, uh, real quick, the Senate Intelligence Committee released a report. You probably saw it. I'm not going to reiterate what it said. Mm-hmm. I just want you guys to go to a website called Just Security and read an article on Richard Burr. It's JustSecurity.com. It's about the head of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Richard Burr, who is a corrupt co-conspirator in this. And when you read the article, you'll see why. He's a guy who's gone above the fray. You don't hear about him a lot. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend reading this article. It's a great piece of journalism. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. This is a guy who was on Trump's team. Everybody forgets that. He was on the national... Well, look at everybody on Trump's team is dirty. Right. Just the whole team. And he took the job after he has, he has after having access to top secret intelligence, which told him what was up. Right. Uh it was one of the, I wish I, unfortunately, I can't remember the name of the writer, but it was truly great. Look, there's going to be so much stuff. You know, I just realized that this Mueller investigation is going to be a book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. they'll probably just release the whole investigation as a book. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I have the, like, I have the 9-11 Commission report. I have the whole thing. It's a huge book. Can you imagine this Right, one? yeah. It's going to be a fucking. Yeah. It's going to be huge, huge. It's going to break your Kindle. Like, you'll download it. <laughs> this is just too much. How much have you read through that? The nine eleven report, mm-hmm. I, most of it, yeah. I mean, it all seems legit. It's very dry. Um, it's report writing. What 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 I'll say about that? I don't want to because there's get a too lot of in. conspiracy theories out there. Well, what I will say is, I think they got. I think they could have gone farther with the Saudis and some other stuff. That's that's what I'm going to say about that. Oh, okay. They they pursued all available angles. There were some things that they didn't get to, which probably we'll know in 500 years. Oh, okay. Um, but the key thing that they didn't go into was the Saudis, again, who are still still messing with us to this day, mm-hmm. with this idiot in, oh, yeah. in the White House. We also found out Mueller interviewed um, Fuckabee Sanders. Yes. And someone from Cambridge Analytica named Brittany Kaiser. Yes. How do you think that... Uh, <laughs> Fuckabee Sanders thing went. That's her name on the show. Fuckabee Sanders. Poor Sarah. She's just doing her job. I feel so bad for her. Oh, come on. Are you? Really? I do. She's just doing her job. Oh, man. You're way too nice. I don't think she believes any of the shit she's saying. Man, she. I mean. I don't think so. Really? I think she's just doing her job. Maybe after this, we'll get a reality show with her and you and some other people in the house. (laughs) We'll have to live in this little uh, apartment together. Russia is going to cut off the internet in April for one day. To see if they could uh, do it? Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Just a test. Pretty. It's just crazy to to imagine that that can happen. That they could just cut off the internet? Right. For the whole country. Mm Mm-hmm. They have their own internet, apparently. It's not like connected to ours in the same way. It's called RoostNet. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to like cut that shit off. Just to sh- I think it's just to show their people what's up. Right. You know? The whole internet thing. And I come from telecom, so I should understand it the best. But yeah. people have definitely built their own. And I don't understand if we haven't, why we haven't. Oh, I see. Like the, the internet. Mm-hmm. Built our own internet. And are we truly on the worldwide internet or are we on our own 
U.S. sanctioned internet. Well, you would know a lot more about that better than I do. I know. And they claim, and you know, it's the worldwide internet, but it seemed like the whole world was on it. A lot more worldly stuff would pop up. Well, my, my understanding is that from what I read when I was reading about this Russian internet is that the United States basically created the internet mm-hmm. and controls a lot of it. But you're mm-hmm. saying that you're saying that we don't have our own thing. Is that right? That oh. the internet is out there for the whole world. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't have our own version of the okay. internet. Do you think that would, it's bad or good? I mean, shouldn't we? Be- I think that that's an interesting question. Do we have our own version of the internet? Oh yeah. That's kind of an existential thing. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. Do what I see in life. Do I see the same things that you see? I was yeah. a philosophy major, so okay. That was knock that one out the park real quick. Good for you, man. You want to talk about dangerous? The guy who's the guy who said that. This was like this guy is like a hundreds of years ago. Well, he this guy, his name was was Barkley, I think. Okay. He, he was like a monk, like five hundred years ago. He was a philosopher, and he said he basically came up with the best of my knowledge. This thing that what I see through my eyes, it's not what you see. And then this other stuff about things not being real, that was so dangerous that like, you know, they almost killed him. Like, mm-hmm. you, you just couldn't say shit like that back then. They were but, like, wait, they were like, what? Right, but that um, don't fuck with the program. <laughs> you know, like don't fuck. But that's how we now have Trump supporters because yeah. they're seeing things differently than we're seeing things. <laughs> but they are, they really are. They're being told the same thing and they just believe it. So they what, don't try yeah. to just collect the data on their own mm-hmm. they just like being fed the information and then they just go yeah okay the best post when i was interviewing those guys mm-hmm. from the america's last line of defense page that night i was looking at posts before i interviewed them mm-hmm. they had one it was like the united states government has purchased a private island for barack obama share if this outrages you and like <laughs> it had a picture of an island dude it was so funny like it looked like the island from Enter the Dragon, like, right? Like the Bruce Lee, like sweet like, ass island. Now, and they were sharing it, and Trump supporters would go crazy. What? What? This is outrageous. But Obama did go to an island. Well, they—that's why it's good satire because they take the, they, it's just believable enough, just believable enough. They're like, oh yeah, Obama did go to an island. They don't need to know that it wasn't Obama's island. No, you take <laughs> that's the essence of great satire, right? Like, right. Um, you. Well, that's how the whole Trump thing is. It's pretty much satire, if you think about it, because it's all just bullshit. Well, you know, if you want, we, I mean, if, if you want to get into it, I, why do you think that they support him? Just, mm-hmm. Oh, why do I think like, they support yeah, just him? Just in general. Oh, it's the same thing all the time. It's just human nature of, you know, you're downtrodden. And so instead of trying to figure out how to get yourself up, you figure out who's bringing you down and go after whoever you think is bringing you down. I think that's true for um, a lot of the base that you see at the rallies. Mm-hmm. But the the other players, because what, from what I've read, a lot of his support too, a surprising amount is from people who are actually doing okay. Right. And they're the opposite. They just want to maintain this, that status structure, the white mm-hmm. status structure. Right. So some of them are business owners and they're saying, well, he's doing a lot for business. So, and I'm, so here's how it goes down. Mm -hmm. They say, I'm white. I'm a business owner. He's not going to mess with my business. I'm white. So (laughs) I got no issues. Um, yeah, I'll support the dude. Right. You know, 
Yeah. That- because it's kind of like, why not? Yeah. I have nothing to lose. I'm a white business owner. Yeah. People in World War II, many people supported the Nazis. They mm-hmm. made the same decision like, well, these guys are taking control, so I'm going to roll with them. Right. And then after the war, those are the same people who are crying mm-hmm. that I shouldn't go to jail. Give me back my stuff. Right. No, like, we remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, we're going to remember. We're going to remember everybody. Well, actually, I, I put a thing out there to a guy who listens to this show to just keep a, a website of the names and the people who worked for him. Just like a, like a wall, almost a virtual wall. Right. To remember their names, who they were, their positions. Right. So 50 years from now, exactly. 60 years from now, you could always go back and just look at these are the guys that almost fucked us. And it's important. And or fucked us. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we still have a couple years to go. Oh, man. The franchise, the movies, the right. games. Anything could happen, dude. It can go wrong. He could win again. I mean. And then it would have to be up to AOC. Because she'd be running by then. If he yeah. gets four more years, dude, she'll be running by then. The prevailing theory is that, I mean, everyone on TV says, you know, so-and-so's going to be running against Trump. Like I always say, I don't think he's going to be the candidate. In fact, I know he isn't. But for the sake of argument, if he is the candidate, we need to be running somebody. We, a lot's going to happen in that next election. Look, anybody, everybody that's running right now is good. I like all of them. And that's what is going to be the most interesting. Because how are they going to differentiate between themselves? Who's right. going to knock down who first? Who's going to say I'm better than you first? Who's going to say that they're the best first? I'm working on something. I'm going to put this out there for anyone who's listening. If you have any connections to the party, like the Democratic Party, like, like connections high up, I'm working on a video and some ideas about how to coach people if you are up against Trump or something, I'm totally serious, like as a comedian, mm-hmm. if you want to know how to win, I tried this before, but I just don't know enough people there. You need to know how to go on stage against a guy like that because otherwise you'll go out like those 15 bozos who were in the Republican primary. You have to think like a comedian, totally seriously, because it's not going to work. When this guy's up there making fun of you, you can't stand up there like Al Gore or somebody and just shrug it off or Jeb Bush. Really? You got to hit back. I don't know if I like that. Well, I'm going to, trust me, when you see it, you're, you're going to like it. Well, no, I, I, no get, I get that's what probably should happen, but it just feels like that's. People like Kamala Harris get it. So it's not for someone like she gets it, a mm-hmm. bunch of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. But she some doesn't of them don't. just sit there. Some of them, yeah. No, she, it's like, she doesn't need that. But there's no. other people who may, I'm just trying to do everything I can. To help? We don't need another, God well, forbid. But you know what, though? Honestly, let the Hunger Games begin. <laughs> Fuck it. Let them just go at it. Because whoever wins, that's who I'm voting for. Whoever wins, that's who I'm voting for. Trump has installed a uh, $50,000 golf simulator. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. It gets better. Do you, know, do you know when he did that? During the shutdown? Of course. Yeah. Just another story that gets no attention. <laughs> it's not enough to work 5% of your day. Right. He also needs a fucking like virtual reality golf simulator. Mm-hmm. It's that hard. How, how come these white dudes love golf so fucking much? Hey, they say Obama loved golf, to be fair. Hey, <laughs> no, you love golf because they all love. They, what is it? First about of all, that? he worked. So and he, could he play. did I don't work. give a shit how much golf he played. Yeah, because he did work. Yeah. 
But to answer your I have no idea. I don't. I've, I mean, I've played golf. I mean, you don't have to be good. I guess that's like part of it. Like you could just be drunk and fuck up and yay. Yeah, you, you know, you can be like fat, like Trump, you know, mm-hmm. riding the golf cart. Right. You know. Or you could be like a Tiger Woods and just be like ripped and just like winning shit everywhere. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. The the thing about Trump, he goes to these meetings and they talk about him checking out. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's so interesting is that it's not a voluntary thing. When I watch it, I don't know what it's called and I'm not a doctor, but he's physically not capable. His mind, it's not there. <laughs> so when they talk about executive time, I don't think it's an option. I don't think he, he can't do the job. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. He it, doesn't have the mental capacity. It, it's not to, a matter. It's not will. Right. He just doesn't have the mental capacity to last that long. He's just that old. The golf. Well, look, I mean, again, I, he, I think was always like that. The age with him hasn't helped, but some people are sharp as hell. You know, right, older. Mm-hmm. It's just he can't do it, man. <laughs> he can't. He can't. The golf, He's, he has a lot of issues, and nobody addresses them at all. By the way, we paid for the golf course. I mean, the golf <laughs> machine, just so everybody knows. Of course, knows. we do. Because the first thing he said was that I paid for it, so you knew it was a lie. <laughs> oh, okay. He said he paid for it. Yeah. He hasn't paid for anything. Why would he pay for that? He all doesn't right. pay for anything. He doesn't have any money, by the way. Of course not. No, he's in the red. Mm-hmm. He's been in the red. He's broke. He doesn't have any money. He, um, he, uh, yeah, he, he, pay, he, it's like the fast food. He said he paid for that too. And that was also a lie. Of course it was a lie. The Clemson players. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no one will ever forget that. There was no Carl's Jr. Yeah. On a, I want to say on a positive note, <laughs> a positive note about the power of civil action. Uh, way back in the beginning of this, like maybe somewhere midway when we started the show, Chris and I talked about Trump was starting a hotel. It was going to be called two hotel branches called American Idea and Scion. Mm-hmm. Apparently they got this idea when they were going through the, um, like when they were on the campaign trail and they were going to all these like the, the Midwest and they were like, we should do a Trump Tower thing here, but like a, a lower version, you know? Okay. Because that's how they look at people out there. They look at them as marks. That's okay. how they look at their base as marks. So they anyway, the point is, I remember I remember getting really mad, and I was like, "That's bullshit!" Like, are you kidding me? Now these, guys, so I, I was putting that out there. So the hotel chain has been canceled. Yay! That and this is only the beginning of the end of the empire. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all going to be. It's over. all going to be crushed. All of it. The sheriff's notice on the door, <laughs> lock out 30 days. Think the FBI fuck out, busting doors down. All again. of it. Oh, that was great. But that's where it's about hitting him where it hurts, man, in the pocketbook. And people are moving out of his buildings. They're taking his name off the buildings. How does Trump not go to prison? Uh, if his health fails him. No, first of all, he should go burgers. to prison. This this country traditionally has problems holding presidents accountable. He absolutely, of course, should go to prison. And he has to go. Look, if he doesn't go, it's going to be a, it's going to hurt even more down the line. When someday, God forbid, somebody comes along who's not only as corrupt as him, mm-hmm. but smart. Right. And that, we'll, we'll pay for that. Dude. 
And I just thought about it because usually what happens is that the new president will pardon the ex-president. Right. If the new president is Kamala Harris, she ain't going to pardon Trump. I hope not. No, no. Dude, she's the ex-attorney general for the state of California. She's all about the rule of law. We're still paying right now for Nixon getting off and Bush getting off. I just want to be fair about that. And that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. I, I understand Obama was in a difficult position, but to not hold any of those people accountable for the Iraq thing to me was crazy. But that's another show, another day, I guess. That is. But Nixon definitely, that mm-hmm. we're paying for that right now, that he was never held accountable. Except we, the, we still have Roger Stone. Right. That's exactly right. And all those guys remember, they're like, oh, shoot, I kind of I got away with it. Mm-hmm. So let me do this again. Oh, yeah. And then they've been doing it forever. It was the birth of Roger Stone and the whole Republican Party as we know it today. Think about this for a second, too. I think about this too much. If Trump had ever been held accountable for all the crimes he's committed way before he ever thought about running, one felony, he could never have run. Right. You can't run for president if you've been convicted of a felony. That's it. Imagine that. One felony. And this whole, it's like a, the whole timeline would be different. That's, that's literally the only thing in the Constitution. You've got to be 35 and you can't have been convicted of a felony. And maybe one other thing I can't remember. Right, but, but remember, he's the president because of white privilege. And Russia. And, and Russia. <laughs> Don Cheadle had the best Russian jersey on. Oh, I, uh, I saw that. That's amazing. Right. So what happened is uh, I watched the show go uh-huh. off, right? And Don Cheadle is saying his goodbyes to everybody. And I'm just thinking, oh, nice shirt, whatever. Then he turns around, and then I see Trump 45. That's awesome. And I'm like, what the fuck is he wearing? Yeah. I'm like, what is he wearing? So I have to back it up, and I go, oh, my God, it's a Russian hockey jersey. I'm like, that's the best ever. I want one. He, uh, I saw him on Twitter saying he's figuring out right now how to mass mark. Yeah. Yeah, I want one. He's been very uh, politically active, and I've really appreciated that. I want that jersey, dude. I want one in black and red. A lot of the people like him and Chris Evans plays Captain America, mm-hmm. who like is Cap- the guy like literally is Captain America. He's been on Trump since day one. Right. This is not. A, I mean, I I really like admire that. I, these people are in a difficult position. I mean, it shouldn't be, but they don't have well, to do that. Well, look at the rest of Hollywood agrees. So it's not like they're really stepping out on a limb. You're right, but if one of them was to look at the real guys that are out there, is what like James Woods, who's completely fucking insane and oh, just talks about how much he loves Trump. But at the same time, you're right. But in the beginning, if you do, I'm talking like two years ago, these guys were doing that. It was there are consequences that can be, I mean, like, I'm not saying I care. Like I'll, I'll right. I've been doing this, but Trump's base is small. It's not going to affect movies. You'd be amazed at how cowardly a lot of these Hollywood, these, these actors are. Mm, they see that his base is small. They've all been coming out. You think so? Yeah. Mm. It's mm. been tested. Small base. They're not going to lose any dollars. Mm. If anybody would have lost any dollars, they would have shut up. Yeah. Well, these big mega stars though, I admire. Hey, look at, they thought Nike was going to be in trouble for picking Colin Kaepernick. You ever hear Tom Cruise say a word about Trump? I'm saying the big players often shut up. Like Chris Evans is. He has. Tom Cruise said something about Trump. Did he? Did he? No, I'm saying like the top, the A-list stars like a Chris Evans, a lot of them don't say anything. Like like Trump, I haven't heard a word from Cruise. Just those those movie stars. 
Right. Like James Woods mouths off because he's a fucking has-been. Mm-hmm. And that guy's crazy, by the way, like, like no, you said. No, no, he's dangerous. Yeah, no, he's dangerously crazy. Uh, I want to say in one other positive news, uh, Mark Kelly, an American hero, is running for Senate. Okay. The naval aviator, uh, astronaut, and he's married to Gabby Giffords, the representative who... Right, you know, I remember that now. I was very happy to see that. Yeah, no, everybody put your support behind him. Everybody he, just vote. It's the yeah. most important thing that we can do now. It's amazing. You have like this Mark Kelly guy who is, like I said, literally the tech, the dictionary definition of an American hero. And then on the other side, Trump. Right. <laughs> well, the, the bar is on the floor now. There's no more bar. There's just no bar. Anybody could show up. Like I said, we have all these presidential candidates now out there. Let the Hunger Games begin. They just start going at it with swords and bats and whoever's standing up last. That's what I'm voting for. It's going to be a good year, good year, Mill. It's going to be interesting. A lot of live shows, a lot of... I wonder how it's all going to go down, because I don't care who it is. I don't care who wins. The next month or two should be fairly big. I just mean in terms of Mueller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see this. This is just accelerating. I think we'll see in the next month or two, we should see Don Jr. We might see uh, Ivanka or someone like that, but we're going to... He's he's saving those people for last because of the hellstorm that's right. Gonna, because once he gets to them, that, he's he's right there at Trump. That's right. He's knocking at Trump's door, right? Because they'll be like, "Well, how did they know all of this?" And Trump didn't know anything. Yeah, they'll be like, that. no." Anything you'd like to add, to people? Uh, nothing at all. Get out there and vote, people. When it's time to vote, I Damn know it. that's early, but honestly, I sit here and I think about this mess. And I'm like, what What could I really do? And honestly, it's just vote. Couldn't have said it better myself. The number one thing you can do. If everybody voted, we wouldn't even be in this situation. That's just the bottom line. If everyone went out and voted, we can combat all that other shit that happens. Right. And even if you're in California and you think it doesn't matter, oh, it totally matters. I it, go to, yeah. It matters. It I matters big time. Never skip an election. Even even ones you think that don't matter, they matter. It, it really does matter. So you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Muller Time Pod. My personal account is Eric LeVay, E-R-I-C-L-E-V-A-I. Of course, on Instagram, Facebook at Muller Time Podcast, and the YouTube page. If you want to become a Patreon, it helps us do this show, which is a lot of fun. It's patreon.com backslash Muller Time. Now we need a 600 people, and then we got rent paid. Then we got rent paid and a brand new Subaru Impreza. <laughs> so, I don't know. No, I'm telling you, I did the math. 600 people, that's just rent. Hey, the more, now you guys know I've been rolling out these video interviews, but the less I have to do at my other jobs, the more I can do it. That's just the bottom line. That's right. how it is. The less we have to do right. on our money gigs, the more we can do this. And I would love to keep doing this. Yeah, I could step the game up on this like super hard. Yeah. A 1995 Toyota Corolla is all I need. <laughs> If I could get my rent paid every month, then, you know, I can do this longer. Oh, you're going to be here regardless. <laughs> got got that covered. All right. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Yeah.